listening to the Hurdy Gurdy Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Vakula, here to help you travel the world at next to no cost with credit card points, miles, benefits, and rewards. Make money, save money, and take advantage of great deals. Thanks for joining me for podcast episode 74, Scaling Up Credit with Mark Konchinsky. Before today's discussion, a quick show note. I host monthly in-person meetups in Willow Grove, Pennsylvania with the group Greater Philadelphia Travel, Credit Miles and Points. The next meetup, this month with special guest speaker Taylor Thomas, is scheduled March 19th, 2023. I hope to see you there. Find more information at meetup.com slash Philly Miles and Points. Find a link in the show notes. Today's show guest, Mark Kunchinski, returns to the podcast to talk about how he's been leveling up with travel, credit, points and miles since his previous appearance. We'll talk about reselling, gift cards, creative ways to reach credit card minimum spend requirements, and offer suggestions to people starting with miles and points. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the show. You were last on in November of 2020, time flies. We mostly chatted about hotel co-branded credit cards, and I encourage you to do more with credit and deals following that show in 2020. So now we're today recording in March of 2023. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Yeah. So what's been going on in the years between then and now? Um, been adding a few more cards, doing some more of the uh, gift card reselling and, and uh, creative spending and uh, accumulating a lot of points, which I need to redeem at some point. But we're, we're definitely adding to our, our uh, backstock of points. Oh, yes. Building the war chest for sure. I, I think one of the biggest changes was your giant gas points. We're both in Pennsylvania here and we've been getting a lot of rewards through giants. So you've been able to fill a lot more gas since 2020. Yes, definitely ramped up the gas um, for both you know, myself and my girlfriend and, and our travels and uh, you know, definitely dramatically increased the amount of free gas we're getting. Yeah, or very low cost in some cases. Yeah, that's that's long and short of it it's not so much free but it's severely discounted right and we had a little bit of a scare at the beginning of 2023 or the end of 2022 as we didn't see promotions for a while but now we're back we're recording today and they're giving bonus points on home depot gift cards which is quite the deal absolutely very lucrative uh after a nine week spell (laughs) (laughs) yeah we the age of darkness oh yes yes we've avoided the war on happiness this time around but i almost doubled uh the amount of free gas or discounted gas if you want to see it i almost doubled it the amount i tracked last year versus any other year oh very good yes and you're still working full-time at a car dealership so even though you're working full-time you're able to do all the fun stuff that we talked about and we'll talk about in this episode yes uh i find it's easier to get the points than it is to find the time off to go enjoy using the <laughs> it's a that whole work-life balance yep so talk about some of the cards that you got recently said so i got the uh, chase ink unlimited uh business card that i had the other the ink preferred and the ink cash but i uh, got the unlimited to go along with it uh u.s bank triple cash and also um the mx business platinum which is what i'm working on right now MX Business Gold and the MX uh, Green uh, business as well. What a laughable card that is, but it is a nice sign-up bonus anyway. Yeah, I mean it's well, it's not a, it's a okay sign-up bonus for the amount of spend you have to do, but it, it's a 
total garbage. Card as far as <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll take what you we can get. You're not quite at the plum card yet, but I think that time will come. No, no. Yep, that's still a little little scary <laughs> as far as that kind of spend. But so at some point, I guess we'll have to bite the. Yeah, you'll join the plum club eventually. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So some cards. You were in timeout for a while because you applied for a mortgage. So can you explain to listeners yes. that process and the unfortunate time away from credit? Oh yeah. Um, you know they they say. I mean, all these different uh, advice pages and things say that you should avoid applying for credit like within six months of trying to get a mortgage. So I was kind of on hold with that, um, and until that all became finalized. And then even though you're you're trying to get approved, just the whole process of not wanting to uh, rock the boat because that's certainly more important. Yeah. To get everything with the mortgage go smoothly than it is to to uh, get some points that you don't necessarily need right this very minute. Yeah, although some ways around it, you were getting some business cards with American Express because in most cases, yes. after your first card with American Express, future cards are not hard inquiries. So you've been able to get many of the business cards to stay off personal credit that come with soft pools. Yes, absolutely. And how have you been reaching these sign-up bonuses? What have you been doing to get some spend in? Because usually the limiting factor is, oh, maybe I only spend like a thousand a month and I don't know how to spend 5K, 10K or more or juggle multiple cards. So split tender um, with multiple cards to make it you know, not so obvious what you're trying to accomplish. Sure. So like uh, when you go to a grocery store, if you were going to buy a $500 prepaid you know, Visa or MasterCard card um, to not pay the whole 505.95, including the activation fee, mm -hmm. but to pay some random number, like 227.55 yes, yes. on the first card and then you know, split tender and put the rest of it on, on a different card. Um, and then you can do that to make it seem a little less obvious as what you're, what you're doing. Yeah. And also uh, prepaying on you know, various bills. So there are definitely you know utilities, for instance, that allow you to pay by credit card for a small fee. Um, and then you have to kind of look at it and say, well, is the fee small enough to make it worthwhile just to go ahead and pay it using a credit card, get some of my credit card spend in and uh, go about your, your business? Yeah, it definitely helps. And some of these prepaid cards you're also using for organic spend, some for more creative plays we'll get into. But in some cases, it made sense to use, say, prepaid Visa cards that you got at Staples with the chasing cash for some bills, right? So I would go ahead and uh, prepay my car insurance, which I can pay uh, via credit card and just kind of send them 200 bucks um, in a shot. And then basically when the bill came, it would already paid up. Yeah, you're getting 5x ultimate rewards on the acquisition of those Visa cards of Staples. And then when they have the fee-free promos, you're able to get them at essentially no cost or negative cost if you include the points that you acquired. Right. So exactly. So you're earning like 5x UR on everyday spending, not just, you know, things you might buy at Staples. Yeah. Some people are really leaving lots of value on the table if they're just using their checking account or debit cards to make these payments that they're just going to spend anyway. Most people have a car, they're going to be paying insurance. So why not strategically use credit to our advantage here? Absolutely. And some of the utilities will allow you to pay via debit card at a lower price versus the percentage they want to take for paying by credit card. So by using a debit card, which you're buying at no cost, just doing a little bit more uh, step, you know, a few more steps, you are uh, avoiding having to pay the, uh, the higher uh, fee 
for a credit card. Yeah, unfortunately, some stores not so friendly about other liquidation methods, maybe like Money Order, Serve, Bluebird, some of these other things that we've touched on with other guests. So having these abilities to liquidate these prepaid cards is quite good. Yes. And some other giant deals. So this is one that we can talk about at length. It's a dead deal, unfortunately, RIP, uh, War on Happiness here. There was one time where Giant was giving 5x choice reward points on Game On gift cards. So this is one of the deals that you did last year. Absolutely. So you would just get a whole bunch of the Game On cards, liquidate them through uh, your video blackjack, online and uh you could really punch through cards very quickly even if you were losing slightly you're using an apprenticeship guide even if you were you know losing slight uh you would still come out ahead because you're liquidating through the cards and getting the pendant and the free gas and everything kind of comes together yeah that's the blackjack apprenticeship strategy chart is the one that i recommended and the one that i use for play and most basic strategy charts are pretty close but i really like the one from blackjack apprenticeship dot com uh, that's what i've used too based on your recommendation yeah and before chatting with me you weren't involved in gambling at all as far as i know or maybe you were just right. doing some small sports betting so how was that process getting into blackjack learning basic strategy and using some of these online casino sites here in pennsylvania you know learning has been you know relatively easy because you still have the guide it's not as the same kind of um, if you went to an actual live casino in person and were pulling out a, a strategy guide there it might seem a bit inappropriate. You might get some funny looks. Mm-hmm. So you can be playing blackjack while watching TV and having the guy right next to you and nobody knows any different. Nobody thinks anything of it. Yep. Yeah, and playing at your own pace as well, not having all the distractions of the random drink servers and so casino civilians blaming you for hitting and quote-unquote stealing their card or ruining the mojo of the table <laughs> or all these other uh, nonsense things. So I'm, of course, always... Encouraging responsibility with gambling, playing with an edge, not just donking it away. Um, as I've heard some people say, I had to uninstall the apps because I was in the bathroom and I found myself playing roulette. So we're not doing any of that for sure. Well, I think that the whole goal of it is to look at the online blackjack as a way of liquidating your cards mm-hmm. to go back and get more points as opposed to a means to an end of making actual money. Um, I've, I never bet high trying to make a quick buck. I just look at it as a way of just running the cards through. And if I come out ahead, I come out behind, you know, it it ends up being even in the wash. Yeah, and it's all about the long run. So, okay, we're giving up a half percent house edge usually, but we're getting the credit card rewards and the acquisition of various cards that we're funding these sites with. We're getting the grocery rewards. Maybe we're reaching sign-up bonuses, getting high spend goals. So the edge is fantastic, and it's been really, really steady for maybe two or three years that we've been doing this so far. Such a such an incredible opportunity. Absolutely. <laughs> but the war on happiness, I do miss all the specials <laughs> from Dragons and FanDuel. There were some really, really generous offers there for quite a while, and, and they've all since basically dried up. Oh, that's another thing is that some site bonuses are in place. So usually it's signing up. Hey, we'll give you extra free play. We'll give you some sort of loss rebate if you lose on your initial deposit. But yeah, we were seeing things like, hey, play a thousand and we'll give you like a bonus 25 or 50 free play. We we were seeing some of that recently, but certainly not as much as we used to see. So maybe they got their numbers and they're not being as generous with promos anymore. 
where they realize it's not a valid way to make money and they're just a lost. <laughs> yeah, messy. they're they're trying to get everybody to do um bet all these random eight leg parlays and play the slots online. Of course, I'm never suggesting those things. I always say, hey, there's just a better way to do this. And certainly, if you're gambling recreationally, which I also really don't recommend, um, giving up an edge, to, a significant edge to the house, like you can benefit from funding the site with these prepaid cards, these gift cards, and using new money every time, playing through once and withdrawing it rather than just using the same money over and over again or transferring from your bank account. Yeah, I'm a bit more cautious of that than you are. Um, I will typically like load one card uh, to each of the sites, play through that, wait like a day or so, cash out, and then put a new card in. Yeah, I'm playing through the funds 1x as well. Uh, there's definitely adverse action if you're just going to deposit and take the money out without playing through it. Uh, I've heard data points on that from other people. So usually I'm depositing maybe three or four cards at this point, waiting a few days, depositing more, and I'll withdraw after my play just to keep easier records of what's unplayed and what's played. And so far it's been okay. it's been pretty good. Yeah, so for people just starting out, I recommend maybe starting with one or two cards because usually at the beginning, they're going to ask for verification of your payment methods. So keep the cards you use for um, oh, yes. storage. And the receipts used to pay for them because getting called out by the, uh, by the <laughs> casino is no fun. No fun at all. Yeah, some verification things that happen at some point. Yeah, that, that's been really nice for us in Pennsylvania and some people in other states, New Jersey, Michigan, uh, perhaps West Virginia, Colorado, uh, there, there are a lot of opportunities for people to have the online gambling. And you don't even have to live in the state to do it. So if you take a trip to Pennsylvania, if you go to New Jersey, whatever, uh, you can do it as a temporary person in that state. Just make sure to liquidate before you leave the state. <laughs> yeah, you could withdraw from out of the state, but you can't play through the funds. Okay. You know, yeah, I, I was yeah. not aware. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yep. Yeah, very good. So that's that's been an interesting thing, allowing you to scale up. And you introduced to me something I had no idea about, which was Allstate Rewards. So Allstate Rewards is an, a gift card system that they have like a little sales section. They have perfumes and colognes as well, some various gifts. But the, the thing that's really worthwhile is uh, the Nike gift cards, which they sell at 10% off. And then you can typically resell them for about 91%. Uh, making a small edge and then um, another way of liquidating the funds. And then it also appears uh, to be very legitimate to American Express or whatever bank is, is watching your transactions. Right, right. So we're looking at creative ways to spend without really spending. If we can make purchases, get our money back, reselling things. Some people, I, I do some on eBay as well. I'll sell physical items that I find that I can get a good deal on or maybe popular items that are limited supply. So I think with most listeners, there's something that people can do to hit these spend goals without sweating it too much. And the, the Nike cards, you can usually get about $500 a week worth of cards. Mm-hmm. You know, they arrive in about a week and then you liquidate them and then buy more and then wait for those to arrive and then liquidate them. So it's a nice little system. Yeah, we've sold to several people over time. We're recording in March of 2023 and later this month for the group that I host, Greater Philadelphia Travel, credit miles and points. See the show description, the info at the bottom. For information on that, we're going to have Taylor Thomas come out and talk about uh, gift card reselling, product reselling, and much more. So a lot of people are in that that we can sell to and work together to make the dream happen. Absolutely. All right. And returning to the online gambling, we've also done some sports betting. Can you talk a little bit about that and what you've been doing to liquidate some of these prepaid cards? 
Sure. So there were some very lucrative bets that had uh, very good edges. Um, there was the summertime, uh, fall, I should say, uh, the football where it's like up by seven. And then if they, if that team would be up by seven points, then you would automatically win, even if ultimately they lost the, the game itself yep. to the favored team. So the play was to put your money on the underdog, which would generate more income for you percentage-wise. Mm-hmm. The uh, the odds were better in that respect. Um, and there were some definite games. I think there were four games that DraftKings had to pay out. The one team got seven or ten, whatever the, the bet was that week, um, ahead. And then also they ultimately lost the game yep. to the favorite team too. So both sides were paid out. Yeah. Yeah. There were some really good opportunities like that. We've also done the odds boost or profit boost. Those come up a decent amount or at least did come up. Right. Yep. Those. And then also uh, was the year before we had the, what, no shutout yep. games. Remember yep. those? So those were, those were pretty lucrative as well. Yeah. Can you explain were- that one? They really sh- was it short odds that the correct term for it um because they weren't long it was i, I would say i would say that the one team was the mega favorite in that yes. yeah we wouldn't gain much from the bet on its face but we're able to play correct. through funds so basically you'd make like a hundred dollar bet and you might win 10 cents yep. Yep. in that respect but it was so much of a sure thing because you know, the likelihood of somebody that you have been against the fact that like the uh Lions would shut out like the Bulls, or I'm sorry, Lions shut out the uh, Bears, for instance, or Lions would shut out the Eagles, yeah, etc. So the the team would not be able to make that happen. Get your hundred dollars through, you get your ten cents, and you go about your business, and you just play through a hundred dollars. Yeah, very low, very low risk. We've also seen some things like will Tom Brady throw a touchdown pass at any point during the game. Uh, some some prop bets like that that were very low risk that would allow us to liquidate some funds, getting all those edges from the credit card, grocery side, and other promotions. Yes, and then you also uh, were turning everybody on to the uh, betting both sides of the coin. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, even money at that point. So you would put, let's say, $100. I'm just picking a number here. Uh, put $100 on heads being the call and then go on a different betting site and bet tables for the same $100, and figuring that obviously one of those two bets is going to, to going to ring true, and you would lose the first bet, or and uh, you know, you'd be even money to have run that $200 in that case through. Yeah, virtually zero risk, unless some things like uh, this, the bet goes down is that the moment you're placing it on the other side, or the site won't allow you to get the action down on the other side. So there, there are some little things to be concerned about but definitely recommend people starting with the lesser amount just uh starting maybe okay you see an opportunity like this maybe just bet 25 dollars or 15 or whatever and see how everything works before just you know firing away and betting a thousand dollars on something and making a mistake or something happens and it doesn't work out for you yeah so you've you've had you've had a lot of success You you were new to these sites and figuring out these different interfaces or what the odds actually mean and uh, now you're here today saying, OK, yeah, lots of good stuff happened. Absolutely. A little bit of a learning curve, but again, starting small. I think. Yes. I still have no idea how to bet on tennis. It just remains <laughs> to me all, but... all right, good. And how about some recent trips and redemptions that you've taken with the points, cash back and more that you've acquired? So we did a long weekend to Danville, Pennsylvania. I actually live in Pennsylvania. Um, we did a long weekend there. I used some Radisson uh 
overnight stays for the resident hotels, for the uh, RIP, the, the Radisson Rewards uh, Visa card, yeah. which is was plopped up by Choice for Villages when uh, Choice bought Radisson as a property. And uh, we did that that trip. Uh, we did a long weekend into Orlando, which I used another Radisson uh, Rewards uh, hotel night stays, and we did Uber for that trip as well, and that was a lot of fun. Um, used free flights for for that. Used points for flights on that one. Yep. And um, and then also we flew to Montana to visit some friends, and also to go to the Glacier National Park. Um, and I used uh, award flights for that as well. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's um, and we actually stayed in a hotel in uh, Cape May as well, and I used uh, the Chase uh, portal, even though it's a was a, a smaller. It wasn't like a multi-chain hotel. It was an independent hotel. That we stayed at on the beach, but um, able to use points for that as well. Yeah, I hear people outside of the hobby talking about, oh, travel's so expensive. Oh, I only do one trip a year, maybe. But here, just using credit responsibly, getting these new cards, even able to save a tremendous amount on travel. Oh, absolutely. I mean, two people going to Montana and back. I mean, that was probably what a twelve. If I were to like actually pay real money for it, it put it probably been about twelve hundred dollars. I'm guessing, mm-hmm. as opposed to. You know, we, we went out on United and came back on American, you know, just booked two different one-way trips for, to get the times we wanted. And uh, no problem at all. Yeah, the answer is always more credit cards, more rewards, more sign-up yes. bonuses, more everything. Now, one, one question I get from people outside the hobby, oh, well, how much do you really make? Like, what's your average hourly? So I, I think it's really missing the, the greater point. So a question for you, has this been a comfortable side hustle supplementing your work income? Yes. I mean, I would say, because I don't get to do every deal, I know that you are able to participate because uh, your schedule is a little different than mine. Mm. Um, I'm not able to participate in every single sale because I'm obviously busy at work and I can't necessarily do every deal. Uh, I just don't have the opportunity. But it, it definitely is a, a hobby that you can take at your own pace and uh, put through the amount of effort that you are able to is how you're going to be rewarded. The more effort you put into it, the more rewards you're going to see. But anything is a good starting point. Yeah. And sometimes it's a little bit slower. Like January is a particularly slow month because all the deals seem to ramp up November, December, and then it just drops off a cliff. So some months, some weeks are busier than others. But on average, would you say maybe a few hours a week? Um, I don't even know if it's a few hours a week. It might only be maybe an hour, hour and a half a week. And then some weeks, of course, are busier because there's more going on. But I mean, when we have all those American, uh, I'm sorry, when we have all those Amazon deals for gift cards mm-hmm. uh, for like Black Friday, that time period, of course, you're much busier. Yeah, and still having fun with this. I got into this in late 2018, and it's still fun for me trying to figure out the puzzle of how everything works and how to combine certain deals or, oh, how can I use these benefits? And it's it's been really great. So to make money from a hobby versus other people who are maybe spending lots of money on golf or allegedly fine dining, and here we could just um, have some of those experiences or save money with whatever else we're doing. Also, sure, profiting. Sure. when you're fitting your world tours in, with, <laughs> you know, vis- 
visiting friends and family or, or whatever other errand you have to run that day. Oh, yeah. I'll be going to a gaming conference in April, MEPACON, M-E-P-A-CON, the Mid-Eastern Pennsylvania Gaming Conference. It's something I was doing before the hobby, and I would be shelling out maybe $100, $150 a night at a hotel. So to say, okay, well, look, I have this magic eraser of Hyatt points, and I'll stay at nice accommodations local to the conference. It's a five-minute drive from the host hotel. And look, I can make some stops on the way and have my own world tour, uh, some deals that are on the way, some promotions that might be going on. And, oh, look, I can use my grocery points and just redeem those for food and snacks during the conference to bring to my room. And, um, hey, look, I just filled up gas using my uh, giant gas points. And, <laughs> you know, just like, well, I was going to do this anyway. So say, OK, well, look, I was going to spend maybe $100, $150 a night at the hotel and just use the magic eraser for the five nights, not spend money on gas, not spend money on food or spend very little on both. You know, it really enhances the experience. And we're not just slumming it away in some random uh, Red Roof Inn or unnamed hotel or, you know, uh, Jack's basement or something, right? Crashing on your friend's couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And what do you do to keep organized? That's another criticism. Oh, it sounds like a lot of organization or a lot of work or a lot of things to manage. Uh, it just works out for me, but I keep a spreadsheet. So I actually have uh, one spreadsheet going with both personal and business cards and I'll go through them like once a week, once every two weeks, see where the balances are. Um, I also from there track where I am with each different card signup bonus. Usually I'm doing that based on the amount of payments I've sent out as opposed to uh, each individual transaction because that'd be very you know intense as far as labor involved. Um, that and also uh, making sure that they're all paid on time, because that's certainly a, a good habit to be in. Um, and then also, um, I do separate out each individual purchase for grocery stores on the cards that reward groceries. Mm -hmm. um, so for like the Chase Freedom, the Chase Freedom Flex, and the Discover Quarterly bonuses, those need to be broken out separately, because they may not be um, in the category, but they usually are. Yeah, we play to win the game. We're wanting to use the right cards in the right places. And it might seem intimidating, like, oh, how do you memorize all these different cards? But I think, okay, you started with maybe one card, two cards, and you added cards over time. And now it's pretty easy to remember which card to use where, or you just look back at notes. Uh, you can even, whatever works for you. I mean, if, it, if putting a sticky note on the card works for you or getting a label maker yeah, uh, and making actual labels and tearing them off when the quarter changes, you know, whatever works for you. Uh, that's what you need to do. Yeah, I got I got an email from Staples recently that was a $30 off your next purchase of $30 or more. So I went ahead and just bought these sticky labels that you would see maybe at yard sales, place on items indicating a price, and I could just stick that right onto a credit card and leave a note for myself on each individual card. So that's something that works for me. Or some people are using pen and paper or journals or whatever. Uh, whatever works, uh, as long as it works for you and doesn't take too much time. Um, that's pretty good because I, I don't want to go on an archaeological dig and start looking through my credit card statements of how much should I spend this month or that month. You know, that doesn't seem to be a great way to do things. No, no, it's it just becomes too disorganized too easily. Yeah. So I keep I keep contemporaneous logs really like, OK, I just finished at the grocery store and I spent maybe uh, $299.33 on this card. So I don't even keep track of the change. I'll just keep track of the $299 and I just add it, okay. you know, and then just total everything later or have the spreadsheet do it for you. I, I have the spreadsheet do it for me, so I'll actually go ahead and put the change in because that way it's all 
Yeah. You know, just romantic for me. Yeah. And a lot of these stores are places that we would also go to anyway. Like at some point, okay, you're going to be buying groceries. So, hey, look, I went to Giant. I got these gift cards. I got groceries as well. So it's not like we're taking some incredible detours to save a small amount. Like we get the criticism that that's the case, but it certainly isn't. Sure. And it's it's always good to have those those gift cards for various restaurants. If you're, you know, kind of thinking, well, hey, we're out and about, you know, today, you know, shopping for like kids going back to school or whatever. And we're trying to think about, well, let's go out for dinner. But, hey, I have a gift card for Applebee's or whatever and go there because you have the gift card already bought. So it's not like you're pulling money to the wallet. You're bought something special. Yeah. And you're acquiring these gift cards maybe online with like 15, 20% off, or they'll be in store in restaurant deals or giant deals. You know, that's our regional grocery store here. You know, the Panera deal that they have at Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes some small issues in the store to a point where maybe we're training cashiers or cashiers claim policies exist that really don't. So sometimes uh, a little bit of flack. But I think just being nice to the cashiers and just saying, okay, this is what I'd like to do, starting up conversation with them, you know, being patient, I think are valuable qualities here. Yes, the managers that like to create their own rules. <laughs> or the employees. We've all yeah. experienced that one. Yeah, you get something like, oh, I, I think the maximum that you can buy is just one card. And I say, oh, well, according to the flyer, it says that the uh, maximum is $2,000 or staples. You know, we've heard that. Yes. They're like, oh, well, it says right here that it's uh, limit 1600 per customer. And, you know, usually yep. they're and good my, to go. My local staples will crap you at $1,000 in or mastercards that's their limit yeah rather making a fuss because these are stores you have to go to repeatedly so (laughs) you got to pick your battles and if if that means you go back more frequently but it's not that far out of your way then you just you just grin and bear it come back the next day yeah um because these are people are going to see and they're going to start to recognize you as well yeah, and I'm pretty open with showing my ID and showing my credit card. Sometimes it's humorous. The cashier might ask for your ID but not look at the credit card. It's like, okay, interesting. Or uh, sometimes the cashier will claim that split tender doesn't work, but it actually does. So usually I'll say, oh, well, maybe we could try it and see if the system allows yeah. it. You know, like things like that. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can't believe it worked. Oh, like, hmm, oh, I had an idea it would. <laughs> <laughs> I've done other stores earlier in the week. So <laughs> I was I, just here yesterday. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I'm on my world tour right now, actually. And the last uh, three stores were good. Uh, I won't tell them that, but yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, sometimes uh, they'll, they'll see it as odd because maybe other people aren't doing this kind of stuff. So like larger volume, you know, they're a little bit suspicious about what's going on. You know, we joke sometimes, it's all fraud, all fraud. You know, everybody thinks it's all fraud. But it's like, no, we're just making legitimate purchases here. And yeah, here's my idea. Here's my credit card. You know, here's the promo. I'm doing it because of this promo. I'm not just like randomly going in and buying like uh, $5,000 worth of Google Play gift cards for the alleged IRS, right? Yeah, it's, it's always good to have a, um, a backstory kind of ready ready to go. So like if you're buying $1,000 worth of Apple cards at, you know, the giant store and they're kind of saying, no one's forcing you to buy these. Because they're them <laughs> them. Yeah, yeah. And then you'll typically get a, oh, that's a great idea. Same thing for the Home Depot cards. Mm-hmm. You have a home. You have a home project you're planning on, that kind of thing. So. Yeah, and some of these cards you could use for personal use as well. It's like, okay, well, if you own a home, you're probably going to be going to Lowe's or Home Depot at some point. So I, I typically buy a lot of Lowe's for myself because I actually drive past the Lowe's on the way home from work, whereas Home Depot is no big 
you know, Miners Home Depot is easily half an hour away. Yeah, usually 10% off on the Lowe's gift cards for online deals or sometimes Giant will run a good promotion on those. Sure. And all the home supplies and things you need, you know, to get it 10% off. You gotta buy at some point. Yeah, past podcast guest Stephen Pepper from gcgalore.com, G-A-L G-A-L-O-R-E.com is uh, great for keeping track of all these deals. You know, we're not going through all the random store websites every day. Uh, thanks to Stephen and some other people who follow the deals, uh, frequentmiler.com, doctorcredit.com, many other sites. Um, I just open some tabs in the morning and refresh and see what's going on and of course, the more lucrative deals, as I'm not taking a 15-minute detour to save 75 cents on mayonnaise, for instance. Right, exactly. And then having uh, four, four, jars, four jars of mayonnaise expire and, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you love that story. <laughs> yes, uh, some real stuff. Uh, people compare us to couponers by saying, no, 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 we're doing a lot more than that. Or, hey, if you are a couponer, you can add some of the things that we're doing and uh, do a lot more and better. Yeah. I mean, if couponing works for somebody, I don't have a problem with it. It's just that personally, uh, my my free time is is a bit short in terms of being able to cut, organize coupons, go through them, use them before they expire, um, and they do seem to expire a lot sooner than they did, you know, even a few years ago. They they had a much longer life. Uh, <laughs> And now they just expire very quickly. Yeah, it's gotten to a point with the grocery rewards that some of the promotions were so, so good that it's like, okay, well, instead of being restricted to a particular list of items and getting 50 cents off a dollar or $2 off this or that, we just go in the store and have our own supermarket sweep with uh, former host David Ruprecht, who my mom used to call Makeup Man. Uh, it's like, oh, wow, I have all these grocery rewards, so I can just get anything? Oh, interesting. I could use my points for Chinese food. Uh, you, you, went with, you went with me to Willow Grove, Pennsylvania, for the wonderful uh, Chinese restaurant there, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and what, and what was, the, very, what was uh, that restaurant called, by the way? Uh, that is the Inn Giant, <laughs> which uh, you and I always joke about being uh, the name of the restaurant. Yes, it is. Uh, it's in very large print on the menu. Yeah, excellent food. Made to order using grocery rewards for Chinese food, I think, is really hilarious. Yes, absolutely. And then uh, the meeting rooms upstairs and, and whatnot. Yeah, really great store. So what would you say to people who are negative or on the fence about this hobby? Well, I, I think you can start small. Uh, start with what makes sense to you. Uh, there's even a, a small step is a, is a, a way forward. Uh, you don't have to jump in. I mean, I have 22 Mm -hmm. uh, credit cards at this point. I don't think that everyone needs to jump in with 22 credit cards in one shot. Yep. Oh, definitely. Uh, I, yep. You start in with one, you go to two, maybe you get up to four and kind of see where, where you are. And if maybe four is enough for you and you're just good with, with that and, and the points you're getting there, um, maybe that fifth card, if you're planning a longer trip and, um, you know, Air Canada might work for your travels or, a Hawaiian uh, card from Barclays, Hawaiian Airlines, mm -hmm. um, might work for you and pick up another card at that point. But you can definitely, even a few small steps versus just having a lot of folks, you and I have talked, a lot of folks might only have like one credit card. Uh, and one debit card. Very sad, it, very sad. And they're really missing out on a lot of opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there'll ever be a point where a certain amount of credit cards I have is enough. I'm sporting over 40 now. I've canceled many keep opening new accounts. So yeah, there are a little bit of time barriers in that, okay, well, we have to wait a certain amount of time between cards with this issuer, or hey, uh, Chase won't approve me if I've signed up for five or more personal cards in the past 24 months, for instance, to quickly state that rule. 
But over time, spacing these out by a few months, depending on the issuer, depending on our long-term strategy, there's a lot more to be had. And for people who aren't traveling often, there are a lot of viable cashback options as well. So I think there's something for everyone. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you got the U.S. Bank triple cash, I believe you mentioned earlier on. So that was a really good business card. That's It was a very, very lucrative bonus. That's $500 cash back. I think it was spending $4,000 yep. in three months. Which, you know, for a family is not that challenging. Yeah. It's certainly not like spending ten or fifteen thousand like some of the American Express cards. Yep. In a three month time period. So Yeah, and moving in and actually, moving into a new house you had some expenses, so it was perfect to line that up with a new card. Yes, absolutely. Well the uh, what was it, the oil delivery, I think was a bigger one. For the oil delivery, yes. So um, I actually have for fuel oil delivered to the house, um, and they take Visa MasterCard. Uh, as payment options. So uh, towards the end of that sign-up bonus, I'm just able to call up the, the fuel oil company and say, hey, I want to put you know, $700 in this uh, MasterCard. And they said, sure, no problem. So yeah, there's, there's $700 to spend right there, knowing that the next time the oil is delivered, I've prepaid for you know most of it at that point. So yeah, absolutely. And I got rear-ended a few years ago in Delaware on the 4th of July which was an interesting time. Uh, I ended up uh, calling the Hilton Diamond line, which I usually don't do to find a hotel because everything was booked in the app, but they secured me a room. I needed a new car and I went to you and said, hey, sell me a car. (laughs) So I was able to use credit for part of that purchase, which was really cool. Something I'm just going to spend on anyway. Absolutely. So a lot of things, just trying to look for opportunities to use credit for expenses we're already doing and then to scale up, uh, do things a little bit more creatively. Yes. I mean, even buying things for friends, like if you're at work and, and everyone's kind of going around and getting money together to, to pick up lunch at the, the local deli or, or you know somewhere, and then you uh, everyone gives you cash, and then you go ahead and pay with a credit card. Yep. Yeah. And then there's 50 or 60 or $75 or whatever it is on your credit card just, just that day. Yeah. Yeah. It could add up even the little purchases, you know, why not? It's a little bit of effort for you. And then you're a team player of organizing it all and uh, getting the stuff. So pretty good. Yeah. I used to run Chinese food in a previous job I worked for. So that was nice to get the spend in for that once a week would pick up orders elsewhere go to the local grocery store. So yeah, some good opportunities. And how about for people, maybe they have decent credit, maybe they have scores around like 700, 750 or more, maybe the high 600s. They're looking at just starting with this. They're responsible. They're not going to overspend. They're making sure to pay off their balances in full. What would be some options for starter cards? The first card I recommend would be the Chase Freedom Flex card, which is a zero annual fee, has a $200 bonus for spending $500 in the first three months. Most people will initially look at it as a 5% cash back card, which is fine, uh, but the points are usually more worthwhile when they're used for their ultimate reward points, which you can use for travel. Um, and then they also have a lot of uh, free, like uh, uplifted offers to spend, you know, 10% redemption, like 10% cash back if you buy uh, up to $20 or $30 at McDonald's or you know CVS, things like that. It's a good no annual fee card to start out with. Um, and then I think from there, the next thing to start out with what might be a hotel card, just because I think that has the easiest redemption 
in terms of travel cards and being able to see the the fruits of your effort, so to speak, right away. So there are both zero annual fee cards and also ones that have a 95 or 99 or 89 or 75. So somewhere in that, an annual fee. And then usually that will come with an anniversary night um, or the ability to earn towards annual and a free night. Mm-hmm. So that's another nice way to see your efforts. And then you, it basically makes the 95 or $99 annual free card uh, kind of a uh, to your benefit. It doesn't have an actual cost because you might be paying a $99 annual fee, but you're getting a hotel night that could be easily worth $175, $200 for your hotel stay. So it makes for a nice long weekend. Um, and then also if you have what's called in the game a player two who might hold the same card as well, you can combine those nights into having two different, you know, a long weekend, like a Friday night and Saturday night, for instance. Yeah, you could combine the reservations because they'll usually be booked separately. Well, my first advice would be to, to kind of look at whichever hotel chain has properties where you want to go. Uh, you and I both recommended to a, a mutual friend that he get the Radisson Rewards card, which is great for high spenders. Well, it existed. But, <laughs> yeah. Yes, well, the card existed, of course. It was great for high spenders because uh, you very easily could earn you know, some free night certificates, which you could use at your leisure. But the problem was that we were not taking into account where this friend of ours liked to go on his trips. And there were no Radisson properties nearby. So that was kind of still, it's a good card. But if the hotel is not there, it's not a good card. Yeah, although Kalamazoo, Michigan, uh, surely on many bucket lists. And at the time, Atlantic City, of course, a uh, destination of choice. Good good Radisson's there. But yeah, the best card I've never had, uh, unfortunately, RIP Radisson uh, once again. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, some of these some of these cards with uh, Marriott, the Bonvoy cards, IHG, World of Hyatt, World of Hyatt. I think maybe one of the strongest Chase personal cards that one could have, especially if they put in that what fifteen thousand in a calendar year to get the free night certificate. The there. second free night. Yeah. You already get a free night, so you get a ninety five dollar annual fee. You get an anniversary night. You spend fifteen grand. You get a second free night. Uh, it's great for high spenders who uh, don't necessarily want to be bothered with um, a bunch of different random categories. And I also like the the Barclays Wyndham Rewards Earner Plus card, which is a $75 annual fee. Uh, but it, it basically costs nothing because they give you 7,500 points on your anniversary, which is essentially good for an entry-level night. So if you're getting about $70 annual in, in points back, worth and then you can bank that and use that either at a lesser cost property or kind of lump a bunch of it together and, and spend it on a nicer property either way but they're not telling you to must use it that year mm-hmm. a lot of the other annual fees uh, annual fee cards have an anniversary night that needs to be used that that coming year locking you into needing to go to that property or else lose a certificate that goes bad yeah so the points for the the Wyndham card, of course, you know, just stay fresh as long as you have the card. Yeah, and the Wyndham points are also transferable to Caesars. So this can be a supercharged Caesars credit card in a way that you could use these points with Wyndham, transfer them to Caesars, and use those for hotel stays or dining at Caesars 
properties as well. So yeah, big fan of Wyndham points for sure. Yes. Yeah, and Barclay is usually good to get in with early because they can be a bit strict if you've opened several accounts in the last six months, sometimes 12 or people with really thick files, thick credit files not getting in. Barclays, and as we're finding out, FNBO is very picky as well. Um, I had wanted to get the Best Western no annual fee card, um, and they turned me down. Uh, so FNBO, First National Bank of Omaha, yep. has the Best Western rewards card with no annual fee. They also have a premium card, which is $89 annual fee. But if you look at it closely, the $89 annual fee is is basically overcomes the extra earning you would get with that card so you're almost better off with a zero annual fee card unless you love best western <laughs> like for work or something yeah fnbo also the issuer of the mgm mastercard that i covered in the previous episode of the show so yeah sometimes these niche banks can be really valuable i think mistakes that people make is oh i flew on frontier so therefore i'm going to sign up for the frontier credit card or oh well i've been with this bank for 20 years and they're giving me a 25 dollars sign up bonus uh or oh i shop at costco and i can get a bucket if i sign up for a credit card so we're being smarter consumers and looking at the wider array of available offers and one thing we're we're also waiting for is to see what Wells Fargo might offer for a sign-up bonus on the Choice Rewards card because the Radisson card was bought up by Choice Choice Privileges Hotel Group, <laughs> and they spun off from Barclays, spun off the Choice Rewards credit card to Wells Fargo. They'll have a sign-up bonus at some point. We just don't know what it, what it will be. So. Yeah, hope, hopefully so. As there are some interesting, uh, you have your 3X gas, grocery stores, home improvement. So, of course, we can go to Lowe's and buy some DraftKings gift cards. You know, I saw I saw a poker dealer at Lowe's and said, hey, what were you doing at Lowe's? And I said, oh, buying gift cards. That's what I usually do. I'm not going to Lowe's for products. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so run, run into some people in the wild. Like, oh, I saw you at Walmart the other day. Were you shopping there? I'm like, no, not really. I was just there to get a money order. <laughs> this is, uh, right. so, we, we live a, a pretty interest, interesting lives, uh, different than the, uh, the regular uh, consumers or as uh, a gambling with an edge podcast, the civilians. So we're encouraging people to uh, level up and uh, get a lot more out of their spending <laughs> and uh, take advantage of credit. But there's another way to get get things that are fresh or, or not things you, you know, things you forget at the grocery store. You're popping back in for, for gift cards mm -hmm. uh, and you might pick up some strawberries, you know, that kind of things. You're not, not going there just for gift cards necessarily. Uh, maybe like 95% of the time it's gift cards. <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> Except for her. yeah, other days where it's like a specific grocery run or sometimes it'll be sometimes it'll be combined. I must say I have so much printer paper at home from the past game on promo. I'm good on printer paper for a while and you can find some interesting things at the grocery store. So what are you going to do with all these grocery points, Justin? Well, I'll tell you, I got a lot of office supplies, a lot of cliff bars here. Oh, I'm way good. Way good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. My uh, Golden Bears, uh, local sports team that I never knew about. Uh, always, always good. Yes. Right. <laughs> so it's been a lot of fun in the hobby. That's that's one thing for Usually sure. The freezer section of Giants, they have oh, like, yeah. a rack, you know, hats and, and T-shirts and jackets even. Uh, I think it's some umbrellas too, maybe. Um, but they're for the local sports teams, whatever, local, mm -hmm. local high school. Yep, and then, that's the Bears. Of course, Justin will, <laughs> will cash in his uh, uh, points, not just for groceries, but 
you know, for T-shirts and hats and stuff. Yeah, some people are skeptical, too, of, oh, you you eat sushi at Giant? I would never eat grocery store sushi. It's like, hey, those those uh, chefs are there in the afternoon. It's freshly made. You can request the healthy roll, also known as the avocado cucumber <laughs> roll. Uh, <laughs> they'll make it right in front. It'll be great. <laughs> Do you want sesame seeds, exactly. sir? Yes, I will take the sesame seeds. Yeah, and uh, one, one thing that's strange is I got into this hobby. I saw all the value, and I thought, oh, well, I would tell some people I know about this. They'd be enthusiastic too, but unfortunately, some people in real life don't want to play the game. Um, I mean, some people you sh- you tell them you got a new credit card, you know, not boasting, of course, but just to just making conversation. And they're like, "Oh my goodness, I would never do that." They're also the ones that are sitting next to you on the uh, airplane. They pay full price for tickets, and meanwhile, we're using points. Yeah, or I've heard, "Oh well, I signed up for an American Express Platinum card, and I get one flight a year." Yes, and then we're taking multiple trips and multiple flights. Yeah, and a lot of different benefits. It's really upgraded the travel experiences as um, you've gotten some benefits as well, like the airport lounges. Oh, yes, absolutely. The priority pass uh, at Orlando, at, at ORD, <laughs> um, and uh, also the Centauri Lounge in Philadelphia, because they're there too. Yeah. So it's, it's really nice to, you know, free food, free drink, and a nice, quiet place to relax. Yeah, and some ho- hotel room upgrades, airline seat upgrades, uh, random credits with Dell and some other businesses that have been pretty good. Absolutely. And then also uh, free baggage, too. You didn't, didn't mention that. Oh, yeah, the yeah, free, free check bag. bags for sure. Yep. Sure. You know, everyone else is paying you know, $35 per bag per direction. And uh, you have that credit card for that airline. Uh, your bag is flying for free. You and the bags. You and the bags. Hopefully they both arrive at the same airport at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you have a semi-player two or a player two. So how has that gone? She's still, she's still skeptical. I mean, she's happy to help me make um, different spend goals and things like that. Um, you know, having an understanding uh, spouse or significant other that, that kind of understands the hobby and knows that you're putting everything on credit card, but you're not trying to to break the household budget um and that you know that's the money you'd be spending you know as well um or you're getting reimbursed to it through the resale of the, of the gift cards yeah either way but but that you're not increasing the debt of the family correct yeah some people have an idea oh i only use credit in case of emergency or oh i only use credit when i need it we say no let's just use it for everything we can and be careful about the spending that we're doing. We're not just going out and buying random plasma TVs or whatever arbitrary high price items just because we can. You need to teach to use your credit as uh, the same way you use cash uh, to, to know not getting ahead of yourself, not overspending. Oh, I can I can buy that, that you know, fancy designer outfit because I, I can use a credit card. No, no, you have to pay the credit card back. So you still spend the same way if you're using actual cash in your pocket. Yeah, the haters out there, including Dave Ramsey, I had an episode on him before Dave Ramsey misses the point. He's saying all credit is bad, never use credit. I want a zero credit score. And it's just really tragic. Instead of teaching people responsibility, instead of saying, hey, be smart about credit, be smart about your purchases, he's just lamenting it all is ruined and you're wasting your time. If if you think you're winning, you're really not. So it's this weird like false consciousness idea where we're saying, hey, we actually are winning and I've paid everything off. I'm not paying interest. I'm not paying unnecessary fees. Uh, we're being we're being smart about it. That's what we're doing. Right. 
I mean, the, the free flights to Montana, et cetera, you know, your free flights to, to Las Vegas yep. would certainly prove otherwise to Dave, Dave Ramsey. Yeah, and maybe there are some people who genuinely can't control it, that it's not for them. Like, okay, well, say, oh, a person says, I don't go to the bar because if I did, then I would drink and I would drink too much and I've tried it again and again and I can't do it. It's like, great. So if you can't handle credit, don't play credit. But to write off all credit is either a waste of time or ruin is just really irresponsible of Ramsey. Yes. Yeah. And out of touch in many ways where he's encouraging people to have a zero credit score. But does that really make sense for people who are trying to get a decent used car, a house, uh, maybe even a hotel? This one clip I shared with you recently. Um, can, can you explain that to the audience about the worker who was reluctant to sign up for a credit card for work reimbursements? So the work reimbursements that she had to travel, I believe it was twice a year. Yeah. And she was uh, lamenting the fact they were telling her to get a credit card. Uh, in her name, and then she could put her travel expenses on that credit card, yep. turn in the expense sheet, and they would reimburse her with a check. Yep. And she was just freaking out because she never had a credit card at all, um, and she didn't know what to do. So they were actually advising her to get paid in cash in advance, which I don't think that would really work, but to get paid in cash in advance because there's also the, the problem of breakage where you could lose that cash or... Um, suppose something happened to it uh, or things didn't go as planned. You had to make alternate arrangements and you're stuck out. Um, you know, let's say you flew to like Texas and you had to take a different flight back. So you need to put on the credit card and all you have is a certain amount of cash with you. That could be a definite problem where you're stuck wherever you are trying to get money wired to you. Yeah, the caller didn't talk too much about the background, so maybe she's had a bad history of credit. That's the uh, Ramsey advocate out there. Okay, but yeah, this this business of we're going to have to make all these like dramatic changes just to use cash for everything when it's not even realistic in many cases. And boy, wouldn't it be great to just take all this work travel and get reimbursed to easily hit sign-up bonuses? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and you've done so some of that, too. The dream that we all have is that, that you have this random spend because if she had the appropriate credit cards, she would be earning points without having to do any spend or, or work so to speak, on her own, um, and she would just reap the benefits and be able to go back, use those points, and get free vacation stays or uh, free flights or or whatever it is that she wanted to do with her vacation. Yeah, even at cash, even at cashback, if she were to take five hundred, six hundred dollars for a credit card, she's easily leaving hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table. Assuming these work trips were a common thing, or she could just put her own expenses on. And if it's so bad to the point where, oh, well, I don't want to use it. It's like, all right, well, how about you put it in a safe and only use it for the work expenses and take it with you or like other things that you can do to just uh, have more control over this thing. But Dave Ram's like, you're going to spend more than you think. But I, I just don't think this right. is a story for everyone. Maybe that caller in particular had a bad history of credit or can't handle it. But I think like, can you be an adult at some point? Like, if you have cash, you know, is it burning a hole in your pocket that you're going to spend that too? Like, is if it's going to be so helpless with credit, is it going to be helpless with other things too? Like, how are people living these uh, Ramsey callers? It's very interesting. And even the video title was misleading because it was something like, work is forcing me to have a credit card. Or it's like, no, nobody was forcing you. They suggested that you do it. And I'm sure there could be some alternate arrangements, but that would be great to have these uh, work reimbursed expenses. Like past podcast guest Beth talks about traveling to different countries for her job and they'll reimburse her for her expenses. So, yeah, that'd be nice. Sure. Not as many shenanigans that we're doing to generate the spend. <laughs> Just have it taken care of. 
Yeah. And, and some people in this hobby might already have businesses. They might already have travel. So I think it's a much easier entry point for them rather than, oh, how am I going to spend X amount of money in X amount of months? Yeah. You even were able to get some business cards and you're not running some multi-million dollar corporation with a thousand employees. Probably a very small LLC, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't seem to have to generate any kind of in- income. They don't really know and ask to see like all kinds of receipts and yeah, you know, business reports and things like that. So yeah, even at a small a, level. Exactly, have a very modest income from the business and just put that down on the application, um, and then they they pull that plus your credit report, your personal credit report, and uh, basically get approved for the card. Yeah, pretty easy to go. Some people go the sole proprietor route. I usually don't recommend that because they run into walls with banks maybe asking for documentation in some cases. But the LLC, at least for me, when I did it a few years ago, it was a small state filing fee of maybe $175. They sent me articles organization. I got my free EIN after that. Don't say EIN number, by the way. People like saying EIN number, pin number, but the N stands for something, of course. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't too much of a process. This of course isn't tax advice, you know, consult your tax advisor, but uh, very low cost for starting a business and just being able to have kind of a business and personal side to credit. Yes. All right. Very good. Any upcoming travel plans? Um, so we're looking at doing like a long weekend, uh, out to the Chicago area. Um, apparently there's some dunes by the Great Lakes. We're going to do that over the summer. And also looking at a cruise um, that we're taking the fall. So, hopefully, Atlantic City in coming months, so you could get your free cruise yes. with the but, ocean status match. Right, right, and the uh, the various apps that you have had download for My Vegas, and also for the win slots with the auto player and, and the auto spin, auto spin, auto to, spin win. to win. <laughs> yes, you don't even have to play the game like in person. You can be leave for work and the game is still playing and still playing when you get back from work and (laughs) (laughs) yeah stay tuned for another my vegas video by the way that should be after this episode on my youtube channel at hurdy gurdy travel absolutely yeah you're so dedicated to the my vegas games you haven't even redeemed any rewards but you've been accumulating the loyalty points and you're ready to go once you get to vegas ac or other mgm destinations Oh, to the point where I actually have a second account on some other unused electronic devices yeah. like old, and old tablets. And uh, I actually have a second full account set up for my girlfriend. And she's also doing quite well earning points, even though she's had nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, she just needs to exist, right? It's... Right, right. So it, it just um, we can actually have quite a nice stay in Atlantic City or in Vegas at some point in the future. We'll get it together. Yep. And you got some recent cards. So the AmeriExpress Business Platinum is a relatively recent addition. And also, I, I had just finished the Business Gold. Um, I'm actually looking at next getting one of the cards from United for Business um, for the, uh, the the free bag and the um, United Lounge uh, pass that it gives you. So Yeah, and the big welcome offer on that, too. Yes, yeah, nice little welcome offer. It's all about the welcome offer. Right? <laughs> yeah, big part of it. That's yeah, bi- oh, exactly. Business Platinum was a little bit bigger than you normally get. That was so at a fifteen thousand dollars spend goal. But yes. after learning some of these other tricks and timing things strategically, fifteen k not so much of a big ask anymore. I'm maybe three weeks into having the card, and I'm probably a a, a quarter of the way through it. So we're we're getting there. It's kind of a slog, but. 
but we're getting there. Yeah, for sure. So you've definitely been able to scale up in many ways, have some fun doing it, and looking forward to some upcoming travels. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely becomes uh, less of a concern. I mean, when you start out with these different cards, you're doing a thousand or, or in, in, I'm sorry, doing 3000 rather in three months is definitely a concern, but um, the more you get into the hobby, the easier it is to find creative ways to make that spend happen. And now even, even doing 10,000 in three months, it's not too difficult. So yeah. still a concern, so watch closely. But yeah, and we have our regional grocery stores, Giant, Weiss, um, Redner's, some other places that can be really helpful. So for listeners outside of the Pennsylvania area, maybe some stores they have in their area, Safeway, Kroger, many other brands. Uh, lots of opportunity if you go looking. Yes. Yeah, and even our favorite gas station, Speedway. Uh, a lot of the Speedway gas stations sell gift cards. Sometimes we get unlucky. We reach the Speedway hut. Uh, what past podcast guest Darren Remsberg might have originated as the uh, Speedway that doesn't sell gift cards, but the ones with the storefront can be pretty good. And, and again, then you have the, the problem of certain managers having the wrong <laughs> and cards to pay for gift cards and whatnot. So yeah, your mileage may vary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, unfortunate in some cases, the war on happiness strikes, but sometimes you find some gems. Sometimes employees are more loose compared to others, so we get the ups and the downs of it all. Absolutely. All right, any closing thoughts for people new to the game or people looking to scale up? Any words of advice, encouragement? You know, start small. Start with adding one or two cards, uh, maybe adding like two cards over the course of a year. See how that plays out for you, and then you can kind of adjust your... Uh, spend and adjust your application habits um, as time and your efforts allow and you start to see more rewards, you might find more time and more effort to go even faster. Good, good. Yeah, and we're keeping an eye on the current deals, offers, rules, all of that. So don't just go randomly applying for things because, oh, you went to Sephora. Let's get the Sephora credit card. I always shop there. Or the, uh, what was it, the luxury MasterCard, uh, that piece of trash? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, don't don't get a card because it's cool or because, you know, they're going to give you 10% off at, at the checkout because you applied for the card. You know, give us some thought as to to what cards you want to go after, because there are limits. So some of these banks, uh, Chase, for instance, uh, F&B, uh, Bank of America, I believe, is also this way, and also Barclays, which are really uh, more conservative in terms of how many cards allow you to have in a short period of time or how many inquiries. So each make each inquiry, each new card count. Mm-hmm. Don't just randomly apply. Yep. Yeah. Patient, strategic, deliberate. All these things are really good. And listeners can reach out to you if they have any questions. They want to follow up on some things you mentioned. So what are some ways that people can get in touch with you? I have Facebook. Yes, I have Facebook. So. All right. And if you could spell spell your name for listeners. So sure. So it's Mark Konchinsky. So it's M-A-R-C-K-O-N-C-H-I-N-S-K-Y. Um, so I'm on Facebook. So, yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, look in the show notes. And for people in the Pennsylvania area or travelers to the area, we'll be at meetings for Greater Philadelphia Travel, Credit Miles, and Points to talk more in-depth about things we're mentioning here. In-depth and in-person. Yes, in-giant, too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the ins and outs, yes. Absolutely. All right. And anything else you'd like to add? No, I think that about covers it. Yeah. Selling any more cars? Thanks for having me on. 
yes, um, we're starting to get more cars in, which is great. Um, and then, you know, busy at work and selling more cars, which is kind of because you have them available. So, absolutely. And it was recently rebranded. Your dealership has a new name now? Yes. So, it's Miracle Buick GMC Cadillac of Kutztown. It used to be Kutztown Auto. Ooh, a longer name. Uh, yeah. Well, we don't want to say all of it. You know, you can say like Miracle of Kutztown. <laughs> and how do you spell that? Uh, Miracle is M-I-R-A-C-L-E um, of Kutztown. So, uh, right now, our website's still Kutztown Auto. Uh, we're between Reading and Allentown on the southeastern side of Pennsylvania. And Kutztown, how do you spell that for listeners? I, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so K-U-T, like Tom, Z, like zebra, town, auto, A-U-T-O, dot com. All right. Very good. Any other closing thoughts? I would just say, you know, starting small, uh, keep your wits about you. Don't get in over your head. I mean, don't don't uh, apply for cards, you willy-nilly just kind of try to, to particularly apply um, and also gain new cards and then kind of look at where your spending is and what rewards you see and kind of go for those and use your head. It's like a chess game. All right. Very good. Thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for future episodes. Visit hurdygurdytravel.com to contact me, find me on social media, read episode transcripts, and schedule a free consultation. Support the show through Subscribestar, referral links, and buying from my eBay store. Find the show on many podcast platforms and YouTube, where you can find bonus episodes. Supporting me on Subscribestar will give you special perks, including a custom podcast episode, questions answered by upcoming guests, and monthly private one-on-one conversations delving into more advanced topics I don't openly discuss at length in podcast episodes. Visit meetup.com slash Philly Miles and Points to learn about Greater Philadelphia Travel, credit Miles and Points meetups I host in Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. I hope to see you in person at a future event. Find a link in the show notes. Listen to my other podcast, the Stoic Solutions Podcast, found at stoicsolutionspodcast.com. My podcast guests and I offer practical wisdom for everyday life inspired by the ancient tradition of Stoic philosophy from Greece and Rome. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.